All right. And welcome to Discussions, your Wednesday edition. As always, I am your host, Ian Hamilton Trottier. We will be joined today by conservative pundit, journalist, anchor, April Lejeune. She has a career that has spanned an impressive 30 years in journalism, TV, print, and radio. The veteran April Lejeune brings an alternative view of American politics and entertainment polity of day. She's based in Colorado. She's worked for local Colorado Springs ABC affiliate KRDO 13. During her career, she is also former morning news anchor for Radio KRMS in Ozark, Missouri, entertainment reporter for KC Entertainment in Kansas City, and currently co-host of the America Matters Show. April will be joining us in about 10 minutes. Thanks for your patience through a small bit of uh, technical difficulty. It's uh, probably uh, my um, my doing uh, but uh, but you know we, we it's a it's a it's a work in progress next week folks Tom Engelhart will be joining discussions with Winwood radio he's a graduate of Yale University where he earned an undergraduate degree he went on to study at Harvard University where he earned a master's degree Engelhart created and runs the Tom dispatch think tank it's a project of the National Institute, where he's a fellow, along with former guest of this program, Dr. Al McCoy. Now, what's impressive about Al McCoy is that he has written what stands to be pretty much the gold standard of Southeast Asian heroin and drug trade, and that relates, of course, to the opium fields that are somewhat in region of transportation through the Philippines, Afghanistan. Now, when he went to publish his thesis, uh, he was thwarted, or the, th- the, the, the publication was, as the CIA knocked on his door and said, hand it over. Hand over the thesis. He says, this is my project. This is my research. This is mine. It has nothing to do with you. They said, hand it over. So he took him to court, and he won that battle. He won that battle with the CIA. Al McCoy. So Tom Englehart will join the program, and he will talk about the American Empire Project. He's looked into a number of issues regarding what we face today, and that is a seemingly more and more corrupt landscape in our political atmosphere. Mille de Mur, folks, if you have not heard about this activist based in Key West, she was a personal friend of mine, as I started this project and this program in and around basically the fiasco that was the pesticide spraying 
regarding the Zika virus. And what I learned blew my mind. And basically, it caused, by invitation, but it caused me to look very seriously into some of the going-ons of local government, state government, and national government. Look, we are the people. It's we the people here. The government works for us. So it is fully within our right to question them. And like Edward Griffin said last week, question authority. So Mila de Moore collected 200,000 signatures to protest the EPA. Or excuse me, protest a genetically modified mosquito plant down in Marathon Key, I believe it is. 200,000 signatures to deliver to the EPA to try to get legislature passed to get that plant closed. Two and a half weeks ago, she was found she was found floating face down in a Washington pool. That's the morning of before she was supposed to meet with the APA and hand those signatures over. She was found dead. This isn't this isn't uh, you know this isn't make believe here. This is legitimately what happened. She's a single mother of, of three, 45 year old. Very nice woman, very polite, worked hard. She was in real estate, and she was an activist regarding some of these different things that I believe that you and I need to be more outspoken about. So local to Miami will be Farm to Fork. That is May 19th in Wynwood at Gramps. It'll benefit the South Florida Organic Farming and specifically as it was impacted by Hurricane Irma. Um, you can check out Fark to Form. Just Google it. And if, you, if, 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 if organic, wholesome foods are of interest to you, which I admonish you to certainly take that angle, uh, you can support GMO-free Florida. And their effort to ban what's called glyphos- glyphosate. Glyphosate, excuse me. I also want to mention, folks, Mark Shaw. Uh, Mark Shaw has been a guest on the program two times. He's a former defense attorney. He's written over 25 books. He's worked on cases with O.J. Simpson, for O.J. Simpson, Kobe Bryant, Mike Tyson. He's been a legal analyst on uh, CNN and other uh, channels. Uh, he, he's a big deal. He's based in California. His book, The Reporter Who Knew too much focuses on the the death that was of the life of Dorothy Kilgallen. She was found dead in her Upper East Side apartment as she was a a personal friend of JFK, b inquisitive as to the Lee Harvey Oswald angle surrounding his death, and c seemingly, according to Mark, knew too much. He says she was murdered. The Autopsy shows that she passed away due to uh, uh, overdose of barbiturates, but she didn't have any uh, alcohol use at all. Um, she was she wasn't uh, she wasn't she wasn't uh, she wasn't she she didn't use alcohol. Uh, let me let me play something here for you, and let's see if we can get to it here. Let me play something for you that uh, that that. 
this is kind of a message for 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 you, if you will. I'd like like this to resonate with you. Let's see when it comes on here. Things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Okay, so is that a message that resonates with you? What, what, what is uh, Howard Beale there in the 1976 a movie network conveying there. This is 1976. Well, what is he trying to get to you? And is that does that mean anything to you? That that uh, that that someone that a screenwriter would write something in there for uh, average Americans to view and what get mad, get mad, folks, get mad. Here here's something else I want I want to run run your way. This this is this is a former senator, I believe, from Colorado. Let's hear what he has to say. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland, and our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil, possibly in large numbers. That's Gary Hart. He's a member of the CFR. Uh, that's the Council for Foreign Relations. If you're not familiar with the, what the CFR is, uh, you, need to, you need to figure that out and dig, dig into it. I, look, I wasn't. I, I, was, I, I had no clue what that was up until a few years ago. Uh, the Council for Foreign Relations. Um, there are two different messages. But they parallel. And the message from Howard Beale, again, this is, this is a screenwriter, all right, that, that wrote for the network. Uh, and you know what? Here we go. We've got April to June here, um, and we're going to bring it right on the show. Hey there, it's Ian. Hey, it's April. How are you? April, how are you? Uh, <laughs> Glad to hear from you. Um, I'm glad that you uh, broke away. We're, we're able to break away. I'm doing great. Um, okay. Welcome to uh, welcome to the program, and um, and 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 for a, a quick introduction, April, would you give listeners um, and, and and pardon pardon me, listeners, as I, I didn't cut to a break and I and I was 
giving a lot of information there. Um, I wanted to catch April as she was calling in. But um, for listeners who don't know um, who you are, I gave a small snippet um, about what you do. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, April. <laughs> well, I am. Um, I used to be a, a reporter for an ABC News affiliate in Colorado Springs and also for the city of, of um, Denver, Aurora, actually, uh, in television. I have a 30-year career in political reporting, uh, started out in newspaper, went to radio, and then to television. That's that's quite the career, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, and currently I have a show called America Matters Radio Show, which airs Monday through Friday on Roku Live and also on um, uh, YouTube, all, as well as Periscope and Twitter. Fantastic. So, April... You know, I, I, I thank you for, for taking your time to uh, to join the program. I don't know if you have taken a moment to look at uh, uh, some of the things that, that, that I've done on, on my show. I, I started this program here with Winwood Radio a, about a year and a half ago. And, it, and, uh-huh. and from, from the uh, basically the controversy at that time that was the pesticide uh-huh. that was being sprayed over the Zika, uh, for the Zika virus, uh, uh-huh. it was a good friend of mine that said, Ian, take a moment here, you know, just look into this. And from there, it's like an octopus. Things have just kind of, it, <laughs> I, <laughs> you laugh because you, you have 30 years. But uh, you, you, for me, so so I just, my eyes, I started looking at how the government runs in totally different ways <laughs> and seeing totally different new, new, new kind of uh Ways of thinking about the government. Now, uh, my guest last week uh, spoke about the Federal Reserve, and you know, his one of the main driving points from it for him was question authority. Question authority. I don't think, as Americans, we're doing enough of that. What do you think? Well, I think it's true. I think that everybody should be questioning everything. We've been taught so long that out we shouldn't question anything at all. That we should just go with the flow. And um, the government will take care of us. Our teachers will take care of us. Our preachers will take care of us. You know, just go out there, do your job, and come home and have a good time on the weekend. <laughs> it's yeah, it's total April. It's total like almost brainwashing. You know, it's like it, it, that was my reaction. You know, I my friend says, "Hey, look into this." I thought, well, "Why do I need to look into it?" The CDC, the government, saying the Zika is a real threat. And it, I, I trust in them that they're using a pesticide that needs to be used. We're, you know, we're a powerful nation. We're this and we're that. I don't need to question anything. But, oh, my goodness, as, as I start to look into it, oh, wait, there's no direct link that Zika itself causes microcephaly and that the pesticide, the pesticide that is being used is banned in Europe because it's a neurotoxin and it is known to cause microcephaly. So it's like this this almost oxymoron. And then I went down the road of a guy named Anthony Sutton. Not sh- not sure if you're familiar with him, but uh, he was a he was a Hoover a Stanford Hoover fellow, and he talked about something called a Hegelian dialectic, which was a kind of this old German philosophy about controlling uh, both ends of the spectrum uh, to dominate the nature of the outcome. Uh, are you familiar with that? Yes. A little bit. Okay, yeah. It's just you know that kind of angle just kind of just totally opened my mind. And then and then and then today I'm finding uh, you know more information about the Rockefeller uh, Rockefeller University in in New York. And um, and, and so this is yeah. I, I don't like to I don't like to scare anybody, but it's kind of like I don't know if you've spoken to Dane Wigington, but it's I think you know, America needs to get 
scared. They need to get mad. They need to start waking up. So something else I, I, I found today was uh, Eric Traub, who was Dr. Eric Traub, who was a lead, um, a lead biochemist under the, the Nazi regime under Hitler. Uh, he, he came over to the U.S. and was uh, working with the Rockefeller uh, university as uh, as 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 part of Operation Paperclip. Paperclip. I mean, some of this stuff is just it's so we've been we've been so kind of our 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 minds have been so geared to think one way that it, we're almost totally oblivious to some of this other stuff that's happening. What are your thoughts about the current political landscape, April? Well. The political landscape right now is very temporary as far as I'm concerned, okay? So the reason I say it's temporary is because um, right now we have a great awakening that's happening, okay? So people are waking up to the fact that the government has lied to them. Pretty much everything is lied to them, whether it's education, whether it's um, uh, churches through religion, whether it's uh, media, or whether it's government. They're all filled with lies, and people are starting to get that now. So now they're starting to question every single part of their life, which I think is a good thing. But I think it's only temporary. And the reason I think it's only temporary is because once Donald Trump is out of office, now he's done a lot of good in a year and a half, okay? But once he's out of office, what's going to happen? I think it's going to go back to the same thing and probably be worse than it was. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, you know, just before just before you uh, you called in, I had pay, I, I had played a clip for listeners. Uh, Senator, I think he was actually a senator from Colorado, Gary Hart, and he was a member of the uh, CFR, the Council for Foreign Relations. Um, uh-huh. Three days, three days after the uh, after the nine eleven um, uh, incident. He spoke to the to the to, to the council. That's the CFR, and he says, "Look, this president has the opportunity to carry out something his father mentioned, and this was him saying, quote, I think only once, uh, end quote.' And th- he went on to say that that is the new world order. What are your thoughts or your understanding of what the new world order is? And let me first segue and say, previous guest that that's been fortunate to come on, or that I've we've had fortunate to come on this program, is Charlotte Eiserbit, and she was very much outspoken about the uh, d- uh, the Department of Education, something called uh, a project that in the early '80s called Best, and that's the betterment of education through science and technology. Uh, Reagan relieved her of her of her senior policy advising position because of her stance being opposed. To that, which was taking basically most of the, uh, it was taking more power away from the parents, giving it to the state. But the link here, and then it draws back to Anthony Sutton. Uh, so that's where says some of these things are like an octopus. Um, is that she she had spoken about a a society, and 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 and, and esoteric esoteric is one thing, but fact is also another thing, and coincidences are certainly another thing. But um, her father was a member of a society at Yale that's secretive that happens to be the same society that the Bushes were involved with and that the Rockefellers had had ties to. And then, it, it, and then again, that tentacle also reaches out into the uh, in, in, into the Federal Reserve. But what comments do you have, perhaps, about the New World Order? 
Well, first of all, I think it's real. Um, and I think that if the Democrats were in power, we'd be even closer to it than we mm-hmm. already are. I think that we're in a global system that people don't understand that they, they because while they were sleeping, it was happening because our monetary system is already global. Um, they just don't know it. Also, uh, there's a lot of other things that are global that they just don't know. There's like a dual system working at the same time. And um, Donald Trump has taken a huge bite out of their plan to become a part, you know, just to make this global system of the new world order. They've even said in speeches, now not in this administration, but in prior administrations, they've literally said in their speeches that there's a new world order coming. Okay? Now, I don't know if they were slip-ups. I don't know if they were, um, that, that they really were thinking that. But it sure sounded to me like they were trying to uh, put that in front of the people so that they, when it actually happens, they won't, um, they won't be in a panic. But I'm telling you right now, it's definitely real. I think that um, the education system is an indoctrination camp. Um, it's no longer a, a, you're not educating people to learn how to read and write and deal with, you know, in normal society. You're indoctrinating people to think certain ways. So I don't think that, that people should be putting their kids in this situation. I realize that it, people need to be educated, but we were educated. We had education long before we had public schools. So it's not like it can't be done. Um, I homeschooled some of my kids uh, because I just saw that there was way too much indoctrination and they weren't teaching them the basics of reading and writing and um, doing math, um, basic history, and they were trying to indoctrinate them into a way of thinking that I already knew was going to be wrong. Um, That's basically not thinking for yourself. And um, I... You're breaking up there. Are you there? Yes. Okay, we've got, got a loose connection. Um, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay, I can't. I can't hear you. Is this better? That's it. Perfect. Okay, much better. All right. Um, I think churches are the same exact way as far as indoctrination camps, and they're called seminary schools. So, um, you know, I, I don't. I don't think that you can do anything anymore with a formal education or a formal way of what we used to think might be some good kind of thing, I don't think you can do that anymore. I think you have to question everything that's happening, whether it's government, um, uh, religion, or uh, education. And definitely media. That's just a, that's a puppet show. <laughs> so you've, you've had 30 years in the industry. That's TV, print, and radio. When was it, mm-hmm. uh, when was it in, your, in your parent, when was it in, in your life where you kind of, where was along your kind of road of saying, oh, wait a second, you know, something's not clicking here. Uh, you know, media is construed for ratings and it doesn't, you know, what was it that kind of did it for you? Was there, was there anything that kind of did that, that, that kind of made Absolutely. you? Okay. Yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I worked at ABC News, that was a joke. That wow. I could not believe. I, here I am, trained in journalism, you know, trained to give the facts. Yeah. And you know, not sugarcoat stuff. Just tell them the way it is and let the person decide. That's what journalism 
was. And when I went to ABC News for the television, I realized many things. One, it's sensationalized because they're they're right. If it bleeds, it leads. If it's it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll, basically, um, you know, in in there. And it doesn't make any difference whether it's true or not. My news director would have me go out. They tell me what they wanted me to get already. So if there was a candidate that they didn't like running for an office, they'd say, "Get him to say this." And so. You'd go out and you'd, you'd ask them questions until you heard the soundbite that the director wanted. And then rather than telling what the real, the, really what the person said, you would go back and take that little soundbite and make it seem as if he said whatever it is the news director wanted. That was already a lie. And then when they covered up the fact that the homeschool group was doing way better than the Colorado schools, the Colorado school district, as you, the Colorado school system, the entire system, as you were progressing through school, your education became lower and lower and lower. So you became dumber and dumber and dumber as you went through school. That was a statistic. That was the truth. And, and comparing it to homeschoolers, the homeschoolers were excelling to the point where colleges were actually recruiting them and didn't really want the people who'd graduated from public school. They buried that story, wouldn't even, wouldn't even tell them that the um, school district here or the school districts here were below national average in Colorado. They didn't even want to make that a story. Wow. Yeah. That's and I thought, incredible. are you yeah. kidding me? If I, was a, if I was a parent, I would want to know that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, what are, what are you so, – so that was kind of you – were, you, were, you were doing these stories, and you're saying, hey, I've got to report the facts. And then you're seeing that the stories are kind of uh, – they're, they're kind of construed to, 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 a, to a way that the, that the producer uh, wanted, mm-hmm. to, uh, wanted to, uh, to feed it. Um, was, there, was there a line over him that he was reporting to? Well, just the owners, the station owners, and yeah. the station owners were liberal because they had uh-huh. an agenda of putting certain people on the school board, certain people getting elected, that kind of thing, which is the whole reason why the news director was doing what they wanted. They were doing it the way that they were told to do, which was basically left-leaning liberal. And, um, you know, I even tested them out. I made sensational headlines that were like a tabloid wow. um, on, on the grocery store shelf. And boy, did they love them. And, um, you know, I kept thinking to myself, this really just doesn't seem right at all. I mean, this is just just ridiculous. And then the sexier the person was, the more that they wanted them on the camera. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, how is this little toddler here who just graduated from um, uh, college, who looks like a 12-year-old just because she's blonde (laughs) and perky, how is she going to give this murder story? I'm just asking because, you know, it doesn't seem like it's hard news because there were murder stories happening. I mean, we had a story where um, there was a drive-by shooting of an attorney. Wow. And the, Yes. And instead of saying what was really going on, which was there was a cop that was divorcing his wife, that attorney was the attorney for the wife. The cop put a head out oh. on the attorney, and the drive-by shooting was on that attorney. We had to bury that story and say it was a drive-by shooting, when actually it was a murder attempt by a cop who paid a guy. Oh, wow. You know, these are the stories that we had to bury because the police are involved. So what's going to happen to you? 
You know, what's going to happen to you as a reporter who says, you know, there's a hit out on this attorney who happens to be related to this woman and, uh, you know, the cops getting divorced from her. You could be dead next, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So so what did you eventually do? When did you eventually I say quit. you quit? <laughs> wow. I quit. I said, you know what? I'm done. Um, and then I went to radio, um, back to radio, because radio, you can interview people, and what they say is what they say. You know, you didn't have to. There was no editing. You just interview them, and they say what they're going to say, and you can. the people who are listening could hear the actual content of what is being said with no cuts. And I was like, that's much better. I, I like that better. Yeah, live. You get the get the real, the real meat there. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes me it, 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 what I'm thinking about. You're 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 talking about homeschooling your kids, and you're 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 finding flaws certainly in the in the in the education system there, and, and even the local news channel there uh, trying to to point the story one way uh, so that so that viewers uh, can think one thing. Uh, but it's not not necessarily the the reality. How do you feel about uh, informed consent? So vaccines is an issue that uh, you know, uh, child child vaccinations are an issue that that is is something that that comes to my program uh, frequently. And um, and I've brought on some 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 different guests to talk about that. It's a, it's a major kind of issue of controversy um, because certainly the vaccine doesn't perform the same if you were or. Uh, uh, elements of the vaccine don't affect everybody differently. But states like California, for instance, that I believe have, you know, make it mandatory for, for parents to, to vaccinate these kids. It, uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I don't think it should be mandatory. I think parents should be able to decide for themselves. I did not find out about all that stuff until some of my kids had already been vaccinated. And after I found out all the stuff, I didn't have them vaccinated after that. And um, and still now, I don't take the flu shot or any of that stuff. I think it's a dangerous thing to mandate uh, putting something in your body <laughs> regardless yeah. of what it is. You know, I don't think that's the right thing. I, I think it's really, really dangerous because you don't really know what's in that stuff. And they could change it at any time. You know what I mean? Right. And then they're just because they tell you it's one thing doesn't necessarily mean it is. Right. Or that they that they that they even understand what it is that they think that they understand what what it is. Mm -hmm. These various strains are just loading these different. You know, like you talk about the flu shot. They're just loading various strains that they're they're that they're finding, and and it doesn't make any sense to me. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Me neither. And I think that parents are so indoctrinated today, and I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this to be a good parent, but then you've also got social services, which gets involved in parents' business, where you can't even discipline a kid anymore, and you got brats running around, and you got teachers telling everybody what to do, and, I mean, it's just like, are you kidding me? It, when did we become a society where everybody's evil until proven not evil? Right. <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> It's yeah. getting to, to that point, you know. And it, as soon as you say you're a conservative, all of a sudden you're the bad guy. Well, oh, yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, don't. Oh, don't. Don't try to uh, preserve the Constitution, April. Yeah, I mean that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, you're pleading the fifth and you're a liberal, then it's okay. 
Yeah, or you, uh, <laughs> or, or you're related to a family that holds stock in the Federal Reserve. Yeah, that, <laughs> then you're good. That, per, that <laughs> manipulates, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, vaccines are, are just. I, I just I find it almost a crime to to say, hey, you know, you've got to put this, you've got to put these things in, in your in your in, in, in your in your child's system. Like, you know, my retort to that is, why don't why don't your pharmaceutical company, why don't you why don't you put put more money into finding a cure? So that if the child does develop this disease, then they can focus on a cure for that once they've developed it. You know, like hepatitis B, that makes no sense for a child, right, to, uh, to, to get immune uh, immunization shot for, for hepatitis B. They're not going to be sexually active for another 15 years anyway. It, it, doesn't, make, it doesn't make any, any sense to me um, at all. Now, I know that you, uh, you, you, you typically uh, gear your conversations uh, you've, you, politically. How do you feel about, um, how do you feel about immigration in the United States? And then uh, what are your thoughts on sanctuary cities? Well, I think sanctuary cities are absolutely ridiculous. And I also think that illegal immigration is out of control. I do believe that the Democrats are wanting these illegals to come into our country because they feed them, they clothe them, they give them everything that they need because they need votes. I mean, the liberal agenda is so outrageously ridiculous. If they have to have foreigners come into this country and bribe them to get votes, you know there's a problem with their agenda to begin with, okay? We don't have to do that on our side because we already have a common-sense agenda. <laughs> so we don't have to have illegals from all over the place coming over here. We don't have to give them bribes to vote for us, you know, and um, I think it's absolutely uh, outrageous that California spends, I think it's $23 billion a year on illegals when they could be spending wow. that on their roads, their bridges, yeah. their veterans, um, all kinds of things. Instead, they make these sanctuary cities that have crimes, which are absolutely ridiculous. Um, the crime rates are raising through the roof. They just don't, it's just chaos and and. I, I just think it's absolutely, utterly ridiculous. It's it's just wrong. So would you be for uh, how 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 would you what would you what would you do to curb that to well, curb I think immigration? Donald Trump's doing. I think Donald Trump's doing the right thing. Okay. He's um he's building. He wants to build the wall, which I think is good. I think there needs to be a better vetting system, which we have. Uh, he's putting in place. But I also think if we got rid of this handouts and the welfare system for the illegals, I think we'd be doing a whole lot to curb the issue. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> because why wouldn't you want to go into a country that's going to give you everything if you're an illegal alien? Right, right. I mean, it's better than sitting there where you're at. Right, right. <laughs> so is it done by design, perhaps, from, from on top to actually – and an attempt to weaken. Look, you know, at some point in time, uh, you know, it's what it's, it's been seventy years or sixty years, but there was a major communism movement in the in this country. Uh, who's what are the what are the what are the ties? What are the philosophies of those people that still hold those values strong? And, and what are they doing to try to integrate uh, that and weave it into the fabric of the country? Is is it possibly done to 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 try to weaken uh, the country, make it weaker? What do you think about well, that? What I think it's absolutely by design, and I think it's been by design for a really long time. And I think it's been from the instigation 
of the Democratic Party from back from Andrew Jackson till now. Um, I mean, their whole agenda has been racist and um, mm. uh, uh, anything that they can do to destroy American values of the Constitution. Ever since the inception of the Democratic Party, it's been that way. So I think, yeah, it's a long-time deal. And Democrats are extremely patient, very methodical, um, and very, very strategic. They um, have infiltrated every single part of our um, system from education to um, religion to government. I mean, anything that you – from advertising, television, media, I don't care what it is. They've infiltrated it all, and they did it very, very slowly, starting at the bottom. So what what do you think about the Federal Reserve? And historically, um, have you have you looked into it? Do you think that mm-hmm. the the puppets that kind of manipulate that, meaning the, the 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 shareholders that are part of that, a I guess who do you think that is? I mean, it's the, you know the obvious answers are the the Rockefellers, the J.P. Morgans, uh, the, the Rothschilds. Um, but if it is unconstitutional, like my previous guest of last week uh, said, it was unconstitutional. He's not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. It's his opinion. Um, but it certainly does seem that hey, look, you know, some of these if from a banking standpoint, that's yeah, that's how we. That's how we operate. That's how life operates. You know, we 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 use money to basically buy time uh, to function in society, right? Uh, to buy goods, buy services, and so if you can control the whole banking system that basically controls the way people are governed, then uh, it, it makes perfect sense, and you can kind of mandate what's what's happening. Um, what are your thoughts on the Federal Reserve System? And I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but I'm trying to create a picture for listeners to understand that there's that there's a lot of uh, you know it's it's like an octopus. There's 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 just there's there's a April. Yeah, I got dropped, oh. but I know what you said. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So this is what I think. Okay. First of all, the entire Federal Reserve System is just smoke and mirrors. It's pushing debits and credits across lines. It means absolutely nothing. And um, it, what it was, it's a way to entrap and enslave everyone to think that there's money. When, and when we, when I say money, those dollar bills that are in your pocket are not actual money. That Gold is money. We don't have that, Okay. So these are just IOUs pushing them back and forth across lines. That's all it is. Every single time you make a loan, it's just creating more smoke and mirrors. It's increasing their ability to trade on your Social Security number and, as far as I'm concerned, your birth certificate as well, but definitely your Social Security number. It's a way of accumulating money just like a stock market thing, which is also smoke and mirrors because they're all about stuff. They're not really – they don't care about money. They don't care about gold. They care about stuff and power and how to get power over you. And the only way to get power over you is to make you think that you owe something you don't. Does this make sense? Absolutely. Of course it does. Okay. So when you go and you, you go to the bank and you get a loan, the loan the, the people at the bank are just brokers. They have to have a certain amount of credits on the books to say that they can make that loan to you. But you're not really getting a loan because they're not giving you money. They're taking that note, which is now a security agreement. It used to be a promissory note. Now it's a securities agreement, and they're so blatant 
and you're so dumb that you sign a securities agreement that they can trade back and forth. Okay? Uh-huh. So we're so stupid, we think that they're promissory notes when they're actually securities agreements. They take those things, and they take it over to the window, the back office at the U.S. Department of Treasury or the Federal Reserve, usually the Federal Reserve, get that money out of an account that's already got your name on it and pay whoever it is that you bought that piece of property from or that car or whatever. All you're doing is paying a broker interest. They don't give a crap about the, the actual principle of the loan. All they care about is the interest, that securities agreement, and being able to make more smoke and mirrors so they can get more power over you. You think you owe something you don't owe. But they got that money out of the money out of the money that they already created from trading and trading and trading and trading and trading on your social security number. That stuff's under your social security number. Because why do you have to give your social security number when you're doing that? You have to give it to them so they can go over there and cash that thing that you just signed, whether it's a promissory note or it's a securities agreement, a loyal title, whatever. You take that, they take that over there and they sign the back of it just like a check. I've seen it. They sign the back of that just like a check without recourse and take it over to that window and get that money and trans and broker it over to the person that you owe it. That's how banking really works. Fractional reserve banking. Sounds like there's a parallel there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a total farce. It's a joke. It needs to be out of here. Um, I think Donald Trump is going to get rid of it. Uh, he's already reinstated the gold standard. And so Has um, he? I find, yes. So uh, there's also a House Resolution 5404 to supposed to be a fixed rate on the gold standard for the dollar. Um, and um, I don't know if they're going to pass it or not, but the gold standard is already reinstated. I think this 5404 is just um, a way to bring it to the forefront without the panic of the liberals running under tables. So, um, <laughs> you know. Where's the gold? It's all, it's all smoke and mirrors. Donald Trump, I believe, this is what I believe because uh, it's been hinted. I don't know if you know anything about Q or anything like that. No. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So, what's that? Q is a, Q is a high level security clearance person on an Anon chat board who gives um, clues and points you in directions of actual information. It's information that's already there, but you might overlook if you don't pay attention because these things are out in the public. If you don't pay attention, you won't see them. When Donald Trump went over to China the first time, he got some of the gold back. Interesting. Yes. And so that um, I find that very interesting. I don't know that he's got all the gold back, but with all the smoke and mirrors that they've created over from 1933 to now, I don't see how all the gold in the world or silver or platinum or anything can cover all the smoke and mirrors that they've created. So when that gets when that's getting rid of, there's going to be have to be a lot of debt that's forgiven at that time, which of course will make lots of people happy. Right, right. Now, <laughs> so that's that's a big issue for listeners to understand that 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 <laughs> the the Federal Reserve note, and in fact, to to for listeners to 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 pinpoint where this whole new world order comes from, and I've spoken about it a couple times on my program, is it's right on the back of the dollar bill. It's right underneath the, uh, right underneath the, um, the, 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 the pyramid that, that's on the, the, on the back of the dollar bill. Um, I didn't realize Trump was reinstating the gold standard. Um, that, mm-hmm. that, that could uh, send shockwaves throughout, uh, throughout the banking system. 
Exactly. And see, on the, I mean, you know, normally isn't tax day the day after the 15th if it's on the weekend? I don't know. It sounds right. It is. It is. It's always the next day, whether it's a Monday or whatever. It's always the next day after weekend. This time it was on a Tuesday, and that was when the um, financial reset happened, was on that Tuesday. Um, that's why the tax day wasn't on that same exact day that it's normally on, the day after uh-huh. the weekend. Yeah, because they did a financial global reset finan- on the financial system oh. on that particular day. Now, do we see any big old problems? No, we don't. Uh-huh, you're right. Yeah, but it's all done because these um, liberals, if they knew the things that were really going on, they would probably be running around in the streets like maniacs. So um, that's why <laughs> Donald Trump puts out these little smoke and mirrors things like right now. It's the Mueller questions. Those questions are so absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. No real lawyer would even ask those questions. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's just a waste. It's a total waste of time and, and and when he initially started running uh, he was running as an independent i believe I, th- I don't think he was uh running with either one of the parties he was trying to decide what he was going to do he was running as a republican but he was like if you don't do what i ask you to do uh-huh. i will run as an independent he he put his hat I in see. the ring as a republican but he was definitely prepared to go independent if the republican party was going to try to cheat him out of his actual nomination. And I think that Donald Trump probably could have been the very first guy in the history of America to run as an independent and win. That would have been incredible. That would have been something yeah. else. That would and have been something else. he didn't have to because people like me strong-armed the Republicans and said, you know what, here's your choices. You're either going to do what we tell you to do or we're leaving the party. We don't care which one because we're following Donald Trump and that's the way it is. Now, April, are, are, what what do you have any comments? What can you tell listeners about what's going on in Denver? And what I mean by that is, uh, yeah, some of the some of the various information. Certainly, uh, uh, the paintings and the murals uh, on the airport are those still up? Is there something uh, going on uh, in Denver as far as uh, uh, subterranean tunnels, things of that nature? What do you know about that? Well, there are tunnels there, and I know that because. Um I used to actually work for the airport, not that airport, but the airport in uh, Durango. And we all we all know about all those tunnels and stuff. And, yeah, those pictures are still up there. They've been up there forever. Um, anybody who's worked at the airport knows that those tunnels are there. So, um, I mean, they're not going to admit, oh, yeah, these are, you know, government-run hiding places or anything like that. Nobody's going to tell you that. But everybody who works at the airport already knows that they're there. And these are— and It's not a secret. These are like uh, Mack trucks filled with um, – uh, these are huge trucks that are going into these tunnels? Is that how oh, – yeah. Ma- they do it all the time. They do the same thing in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> in the, the caves wow. and tunnels there. Yeah, the government has their national archives down in the tunnels in um, Kansas City because they believe that that's the safest place to keep them. Interesting. Yeah, wow. people don't know that there's a bunch of government stuff underneath in those tunnels down there in Kansas City either. There's tunnels <laughs> everywhere. And My the government, gosh. as they have like uh, bug-out stations, I guess if you want to call them that, down there in those caves um, so that high-ranking officials can be down there and supposedly be safe, and um, they're all equipped. They can be totally self-sufficient. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, now, what about uh, what about – 
FEMA camps. Do you have any comments on FEMA camps? Don't go in one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real deal. I mean, once you're involved in these kinds of situations, you are going to be SOL. I'm just saying. Wow. You need to be prepared to do your own thing. The government, this is what I've told them on my show, too. Mm -hmm. The government is very clever. Okay, the deep state. I should say the deep state because there's the government and administration of Donald Trump, and then there's the deep state. So there's two different things going on at the same time. And do you um, – sorry yeah. to cut you off, but do you see a parallel there with the deep state? And uh, I, I hate to keep bringing up the Federal Reserve, but it's just – you know, it's like it's just – is there a parallel or you, does it go deeper than even that, the Federal Reserve? Oh, I think it's all it's, – I think it's all together. I think all of these things are all together part of a plan, and it's more of a plan to control the people and establish a new world order. I think that's exactly what it is. I think Agenda 21, which is now Agenda 28, um, because, you know, they, they're going to miss their deadline on 21, so they're uh-huh. going to push it to 28. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, you know, Donald Trump has put a real wrinkle into everything that they tried to do. and But they're so clever. Um, they can make it so that you have to leave whatever area you're in. So, for example, if you're in a tiny little town and you think you're safe there, you better think again because all they have to do is bring a truck through there. It doesn't even have to be a big one. It can be like a half-size moving van. And they can contaminate the air just from that truck alone in that entire community and make you have to leave. They can do the same thing with the water and make you have to leave. So if you think that you're in some remote area, I'm fine, I'm, nothing's going to happen to me, you can think again because that is not true. If they want you out, they will get you out. In fact, the military is so well equipped, those guys can be on you in two seconds and you won't even know what happened. So, so go ahead. you got to rely. First of all, I think you need to be mobile <laughs> when things like this happen because it's inevitable. I don't think it's a, a, a matter of if. I think now it's a matter of when. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. They're, they want to control you, and they're going to do it any way they can. Your best bet is to be mobile as much as you possibly can and be prepared. So two things I want to throw at you and just uh, see what your, what your thoughts are in regards to, you know, maybe you can think of something locally to you, but—, but there, the, so the Zika, the Zika issue came about a year and a half ago, and there's a an activist space down in Key West. Her name is Mila Dimmer, and uh, and she she was petitioning against a genetically modified mosquito manufacturing plant. I think it's in Marathon Key. Um, she had collected 200,000 signatures to present to the EPA. She'd gone up to Washington. She set a schedule, a meeting to meet with the EPA. The morning of the meeting, she was found floating face down, dead in the swimming pool of her hotel. Mm-hmm. That's one issue. Another issue is um, the Parkland shooting. There was a sheriff that was outspoken. And, and, and I was talking to somebody today. Look, as far as this isn't you know, the program, my program, I'm assuming your program, these programs are not mainstream media. They're alternative <laughs> views. And yep. it's because it's because average Americans, uh, 
want, like me, want to dig and find the truth and look for honesty. There's nothing wrong with that. So finding, I mean, I was, I was written up by Talking Points Memo, who slammed me because I had a senator on from Mississippi that talked about voter fraud in his state. The case got thrown up by the Supreme Court in Mississippi. He wrote a book, came on my, came on my program. The week before him, I had a guy on this, that wrote a book called Surviving 9-11. He gave an alternative view outside of the Osama bin Laden uh, about, you know, the theory or, or view or, or whatever it is, uh, uh, fact, uh, uh, about the 9-11. Uh, 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 bombings and and so talking points memo slam me for being uh, you know defame me for being anti-Semite and all this. Look, there's nothing wrong with giving an alternative view. So this sheriff in Parkland gave an alternative view about what may have gone down. Perhaps this perhaps this uh, this 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 student the the gunner uh, was was uh, it fell victim to something like MK Ultra or some uh, government mind control perhaps he was manipulated Th- this we know is possible the technology does exist okay yeah. we don't know if it happened or not well he came out he was outspoken about it and he was found uh, dead so what do you how do you see it seems like some of this mass control is becoming Inevitable. It, it, the, 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 there are major issues. There are major movements to try to um, to try to censor the internet uh, much more so, which which uh, which makes uh, us raising our voice even that much more difficult. But what's the what's the advice that you have for your listeners, for for my listeners, for anybody out there? What are some of the steps that you see that we as as Americans can take to kind of try to preserve? What uh, what I think the founding fathers achieved in that was establishing f- uh, freedom, justice, and liberty, uh, which seemed to be which seemed to be at, at, at serious risk here in 2018. Moving forward, well, well first of all, I think that um, people should get involved in their local politics. That's one thing, and the reason I say that, and that some people are like, "Oh, politics bores me," you know what? If the reason we're here today is because of people saying things like that. Politics bores me. I don't want to get involved. People are going to start hating me, blah, blah, blah. I hear that all the time, and I'm so sick of that. And that's why people like you and I have a harder job because the people were sitting back and letting other people do the work. Okay? So now we're coming to the point where it's time for Christian conservatives conservatives. Um, anyone who's uh, upholding the Constitution needs to stand up and be extremely active. You need to get on every single board that you possibly can in your community because that's where the liberals start. The liberals start in the local communities getting on every board that is running in your town. That's how they start it. I don't know if people know that, but that's how they start it. Good comments. And and means, go ahead. Huh? Well, that means the electric board. That means the Chamber of Commerce. That means whatever boards are in your Boys and Girls Club, all of these things. That's how important it is. Yeah, and and I want and I want international. I mean, so I'm in Miami, and there's there's I mean, the 98 percent of the population down here is Hispanic, and and a large portion of that is from primarily two countries, and that is Cuba and Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Both of those countries are yeah. You know, Cuba was overthrown. By a dictator, mm-hmm. a communist dictator. Venezuela is, it looks like, so in the sure. same, 
Yeah, right? So this is what we're trying to avoid, obviously. This isn't just – for Americans, for those of you listening in the United States, uh, yes, stand up and, 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 and raise your voice and make a difference. But it also reverberates internationally. Um, yes. And that's where things become a little more murky in that what do we – you know, what – and I always they fall back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, they have different governments. Right. There's different rules in the. It, it's not free. Right. Like it is here. Right. So there's a whole different ball game going on there. Those people risk. Some of those people risk their lives every single day. If you look at the map on the amount of slavery just in um, uh, uh, Africa, wow. the continent mm-hmm. alone, it's a dangerous place to live, and so. They don't have the freedoms that we do. Now, what would my voice be for a worldwide thing? You can. My first yeah. thought is you got to rely on God. Period. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing you got to do is um, let God tell you what your calling is, because your calling could be behind the scenes. If your calling is behind the scenes, do that. Um, some people have vocal are have vocal platforms where they can do something, but you know. You're going to have to rely on God in that particular situation. And I think you should always rely on God to protect you. That's why I'm not really worried about floating in the river or anything like that. But that you're going to see <laughs> stuff like that happen more and more and more and more as the deep state gets exposed. Because it's all – this is all related. Even the Federal Reserve, I don't care what it is. It's all related through a pedophile ring. It's oh. all related to pedophilia. Wow. And, and human trafficking. And I know that sounds like – I can't believe it. It's so ridiculous. But that's what the so, the um, senior executive services was. That's what they really did was set people up to put thing, dirt over their heads to create dirt if it wasn't dirt already. And a lot of this has to do with human trafficking and pedophilia. And that's how they strong on people to do what they want them to do, whether it's in the Federal Reserve, it's in the EPA, it's in the Democratic Party mostly. Um, and with these rhinos that are resigning – it's all linked right down to the pedophile rings. I'm I glad. Just, no, I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. I, I just recently <laughs> brought on a, a new writer, and that's what she's. That's one of her first things she's tackling. And last week, uh, last week she um, she released uh, an article regarding Boys Town, um, mm-hmm. which I think is in Nebraska. Um, it's it, yeah, this yeah. is. I'm glad you brought that up because it's 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 something that uh, that that most people have no clue is happening yeah i mean it's it's way bigger than they would ever think there's already been pedophile rings that have broken up but some of these senators and things like that that are resigning that you see are resigning and you're like why are they why are they resigning Mm -hmm. because they're somehow linked to this stuff what the senior executive services did and i don't know if you've ever watched house of cards but i've watched house of cards and it is a chronicle of the Democratic Party and how they function. And in that particular show, they had a place where they were going to blackmail a senator, a brand spanking new senator, and they put him in a situation um, and took pictures and things like that to blackmail him to do what they wanted to do. That is true. That's exactly what they do. And they hold this stuff over people's heads so they can strong arm them to do what they want. That was the mission of the senior executive services for real. Wow. Yeah, that's what they really did. These are underhanded. I mean, it's so diabolical, 
the underhanded stuff that these people have done. This is why they're able to control these politicians and put things the way they don't want them to be. The MS-13 is the strong arm, the actual strong arm of the Democratic Party. That's why they are in bed together. They do the dirty work. They do the actual hits. They're the ones who are doing the murders and stuff like that for them. They're doing the human trafficking. They're the pawns. They're the ones who are out there because those guys, I mean, those guys are, wow, ruthless. You know, they don't, they're stopping nothing. And the Democrats need that because they want to, it's like Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton will sit there and she will hint of something, but she's not going to necessarily get her hands dirty on what it is. Someone else is going to do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. This is how they, this is how they operate. Now, some people have asked me, how come Hillary Clinton is not in jail yet? Because technically, if it was anybody else, she would be. But see, here's the thing, and this I truly 100% believe this because there's a dual system working here. When Sean Hannity is on there and he's saying there's two different sets of rules, there are. Because Hillary Clinton and people like her, like Loretta Lynch, James Comey, and all these guys, have made themselves state citizens rather than United States citizens. Once you become a state citizen, there's only two reasons why you can be arrested, bodily harm or property damage. They've done none of that. That's why there's military tribunals. That's why Donald Trump put in billions of dollars from military tribunals into that omnibus bill. He wanted that in there because the military tribunals are the only way they're going to be able to charge these people with stuff. Does this make sense? Yeah. Talk a little bit about that state citizenship. What is that? You have to declare yourself a state citizen because what's going on here are two different types of law going on at the same time. The normal, everyday law that people think of with statutes and all that stuff is called admiralty law, okay? It's, it's, it's by the sea, it's of the sea, it's, that's what they go by. And when you go in the courtroom and you see the fringe all over the flag, that is an admiralty law court, okay? Uh-huh. There's also a court called common law. Now, the reason I know that these two things, first of all, that's, that's um, legal 101. So if you're taking law school, that's in the law books in one. Two, the reason I know that that's true is because when I used to live in a, in a town in Colorado, it had a common law court, which is different from the county court. Wow. Yes. The common law court had a judge that actually had a second job. The first, his first job was actually the UPS driver. But he, yeah, I know, it's weird. And so then on certain days of the month, he would come to the common law court and do the common law court stuff, okay, which had to do with the police department and all that stuff in that particular um, town. There's only a few common law courts left. But when you declare yourself a state citizen, everything else is civil. The only criminal thing is bodily harm and property damage in common law, okay? So um, that being said, I truly 100% believe that, especially in her position, because in her position as being State Department, um, she had to declare herself a state citizen because you cannot be a debtor in that particular position. Just like you can't be a debtor if you're the Secretary of the Treasury. You can't be a debtor if you're the um, uh, Department of State, Secretary of the Department of State. You can't be a debtor in those positions because you can't put liens on things. 
if you're a debtor. So you gotta be a secured creditor. In order to do that, you have to declare yourself as a state citizen. See what I mean? It's like on and on and on, deception, 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 deception. And that's why people are like, why isn't she in jail? Because she's put herself in this, in this position of a state citizen. State citizens cannot be arrested unless it is bodily harm or property damage. So she can order the hit on somebody else, but she, if wow. she's not actually doing the hit, she can't be arrested for it. This is inc <laughs> this is incredible. I mean, I had heard about uh, the gold flin uh, fringe flag, and I had heard about admiralty law. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't realize these these that that's what that's that's one of the loopholes, or a, a, that's the loophole <laughs> that the that these these folks are using. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I found that out is because I did a background check on Tony Podesta and realized that he filed a UCC one, and I was like, isn't that interesting? Oh my god, <laughs> goodness! Yeah. So there's things that you can find out, um, but I'm telling you, this is a very, very intricate web. It's extremely brilliant, if you uh -huh. think about it. It's got you, um, of course. Sure. It's outsmarted uh, <laughs> the majority of us. Yeah. I mean, because the average citizen is just taught to be in Leave it to Beaver land. And, right. You know, you go to work Monday through Friday, and you have fun on the weekends, and you just do that, and you <laughs> go to work, and you buy a house, and you just do whatever. And that's not reality. <laughs> Absolutely incredible, April. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on onto the program. Have you heard of um, Edward Griffin's Red Pill Expo? Have you heard of that yet? Um, somebody told me about it, but I didn't really hear about it. Okay. Um, I, I, I can send you the information if you want, or you can Google it, but, uh, but uh, I, I, I'm pretty interested about that. Uh, he was a guest on the program uh, last week, and so th those were his, his closing remarks. Um, uh, directing listeners to the the Red Pill Expo that'll be held up in um, uh, 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 Spokane, Washington. <laughs> so, um, what uh, what parting words do you have, um, April? Uh, you, you've given so much great information, and and uh, thank you so much for for being on the program. Um, I always like to give guests a kind of a parting word, um, a, a website or a message, or uh, it sounds like you're doing incredible things. Well, we red pill people every day, Monday <laughs> through Friday, <laughs> on uh, yeah. Roku, on the America Matters TV, on Roku. We do it live. We have a live stream there. We also live stream on YouTube so people can use the chat room. And on Periscope, they can use the chat room there. We may be going to live stream also because it has a chat room. And we do that, like I said, Monday through Friday at noon to 2 on Mountain Time. Then we have the Freedom Workshop at 2.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which has to do with the banking system, the, the whole um, financial network of Great. ridiculous crap that yeah. they put in front of us. And then on Wednesdays, we do a Bible study, um, which is more like a biblical study of things that are happening, like things people want to know. Like today, they wanted to know about um, whether you needed to be baptized by the water and the spirit and that kind of thing. So it's really issues more than it is like a biblical story. Fabulous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just ask us Bible questions on that one. <laughs> okay. So Very cool. That's what we do. <laughs> well, April, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to uh, getting back in touch with you. And uh, thanks again for coming on Winwood Radio. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, April or June, I will be right back with some closing comments for you. You're tuned into 
Winwood Radio. Okay, and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to Winwood Radio. You are joined by host Ian Hamilton Trottier. Uh, every Wednesday, 5 o'clock, had some technical di- technical difficulties today. Thanks for uh, your patience. April Lejeune, everyone. She has a career that is a very impressive one of journalism, TV, print, and radio, 30 years. Uh, you can tell by the caliber of her intensity and research as she takes her position extremely seriously and she does it for you uh you can catch her program america matters show and uh give her a quick google check her out i also want to lastly mention the red pill expo again uh that's uh, g edward griffin uh look into that folks the mainstream media is becoming uh, more and more uh, watered down and dirty and uh, uh, unreliable, frankly. Um, I want to close out by saying, look, I try not to take any political side. We're all Americans. And if you're religious, be religious. Uh, view uh, whatever religion you want that's yours. Hold it sacred to you. Um, and that's your choice. That's one of the cornerstones of this country is freedom of religion, uh, and let's just make sure that freedom of press stays intact. So, again, I try not to take sides religiously. I try not to take sides politically. But I create a platform for everyone to speak on, and that's whether you agree with some of the 
things that happen in the world like a Parkland shooting or a 9-11 or an Oklahoma City bombing uh, or not. That is your choice. And if you want to question the government, question the government. You have that freedom to do so. I do it every day. And I believe that you should too. Folks, I am your host again, Ian Hamilton Trottier, I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R dot com is my website. At Ian Trottier is my handle on Twitter and at Ian Trottier on Instagram. Give me a follow. Donate to the program. Check out some of the people that write for the program, the staffing that I have. And we're growing and I appreciate and thank you for your support. Until next week with Tom Engelhart. And that's the Tom Dispatch Think Tank. You tuned in to Winwood Radio. Be awesome.